Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. My name is Daniel, and I am a sexaholic. Uh, please help me open this meeting with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. Amen. Welcome to this meeting of Sexaholics Anonymous. This is a closed meeting. Only conference attendees registered as sexaholics may attend this meeting. This is a topic meeting. I will introduce the topic and there will be time allotted for sharing on the topic. SA is an anonymous program. Many of us carry cell phones and mobile computers capable of audio and visual recording. To maximize our commitment to anonymity, we cannot allow the use of these devices for recording of anything inside this conference. This is a recorded meeting and the recorder cannot be turned off. If you choose to share, you must speak clearly and directly into the microphone. By choosing to speak, you give consent to All Star Media to record your share. You may choose to introduce yourself by another name if you desire. All Star Media is an outside vendor, carefully selected by the Unity Conference Planning Committee. By the terms of our contract, All Star's Media may sell and distribute these audio recordings to registered conference attendees on site this weekend only. I have asked a volunteer to read um, the solution. We saw that our problem was communication. Yeah, yeah if you speak, we can. We saw that our problem was threefold, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Healing had to come about in all three. The crucial change in attitude began when we admitted we were powerless, that our habit had us whipped. We came to meetings and withdrew from our habit. For some, this meant no sex with themselves or others, including not getting into relationships. For others, it also meant drying out and not having sex with the spouse for a time to recover from lust. We discovered that we could stop, that not feeding the hunger didn't kill us, that sex was indeed optional. There was hope for freedom, and we began to feel alive. Encouraged to continue, we turned more and more away from our isolating obsession with sex and self and turned to God and others. All this was scary. We couldn't see the path ahead, except that others had gone that way before. Each new step of surrender felt it would be off the edge into oblivion, but we took it. 
and instead of killing us, surrender was killing the obsession. We had stepped into the light, into a whole new way of life. The fellowship gave us monitoring and support to keep us from being overwhelmed, a safe haven where we could finally face ourselves. Instead of covering our feelings with compulsive sex, we began exposing the roots of our spiritual emptiness and hunger, and the healing began. As we faced our defects, we became willing to change. Surrendering them broke the power they had over us. We began to be more comfortable with ourselves and others for the first time without our drug. Forgiving all who had injured us and without injuring others, we tried to right our own wrongs. At each amends, more of the dreadful load of guilt dropped from our shoulders until we could lift our heads, look the world in the eye, and stand free. We began practicing a positive sobriety, taking the actions of love to improve our relations with others. We were learning how to give, and the measure we gave was the measure we got back. We were finding what none of the substitutes had ever supplied. We were making the real connection. We were home. For the next five minutes, I will share my experience, strength, and hope as it relates to the topic. Our topic is accountability and renewals. Um, accountability, I would say, um, I think I, ha- I know I had a very loose uh, definition of accountability even before program and even as I entered program about two years ago. But accountability, um, I think that's where the rubber is starts meeting. It's the rubber meets the road where, um, for me, I realized I can't do this on my own because I want to be really arrogant and say I can um, because I really don't have much of an issue. But that's not the truth. That's just my ego talking and my addict talking. Um, accountability is important. That's why the phone calls, um, reaching out and being really honest. But what really did it for me besides just the accountability was these renewals. I always heard about daily sobriety renewals and was very curious about what they were. It just felt like a checklist for me, and I'm not a checklist kind of guy. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. Um, it just doesn't feel authentic. Um, but I did feel compelled after about five months in the program. Like, I, I'm taking this serious now. I need to find someone who's also going to take this serious. And... uh start doing these renewals and whatever it turns out to be, that's what it's going to turn out to be. And I had to really humble myself on who I was going to ask because it felt like I was picking up the phone again <laughs> to ask for help, which is really difficult um, for me to do because I want to do everything on my own. Um, I did uh, work up the courage to ask um who my, my, my current, uh, daily, uh, renewal partner is asked if he was open, um, to 
to do renewals and I had all kinds of judgments why he wasn't going to do it. Um, and he was like really open about doing it, which shocked me. Uh, cause I just made up that he had judgments <laughs> kind of similar to me, like checklist. <laughs> um, and we, and we actually talked about, let's just keep this real. And what has been really, uh, good for us is we, pr- we committed to being really rigorously honest. Like let's not make, if it sounds like we're doing a checklist, let's just stop and check in what's going on, where are you really at? Um, and so forth. And I happen to have a partner that he's like, um, I can say anything and it's, I'm not going to feel like I'm shamed. Uh, that's not true for everybody. Um, for whatever reason and, uh, the rigorous honesty and adding gratitude to renewals. I think it's, it's good to add the gratitude piece. Cause I remember when I started first adding it, um, it was like our list was really short. Now we have to tell each other to shut up. And I think renewals can take different, uh, different lengths of time. My renewals depends on how much time we have. They can go an hour. Um, and they can go as quickly as 10 minutes if you want to, depends on your time. I just think they're really important. They have been really important for me. They're just as important as my getting up in the morning, my morning meditation. And I do mine in the morning. It just gets my day off so much better. And there's one day I don't do it and I feel it. We just kind of give it a break partially because I have another phone call, but it's still the other phone call is good, but it's not the renewal. Um, so that has, that is doing the renewals has actually helped my sobriety and recovery when it's, uh, when it's, when I've jumped off the wagon. Um, so that's my experience. Um, the floor is open to speak. Um, I ask that you come up front. So it, cause this meeting is recorded and, uh, who would like to share? I'm uh, Leon, a grateful recovering sexaholic. Um, I uh, I am one that's uh, been blessed, benefited from these uh, accountability calls, renewal calls. Um, I was fortunate to find a, a brother, I call him, we're brothers now, <laughs> and... Uh, same, similar temper. Sometimes it's hard to find. I, I would think I lucked out, but it seemed like it'd be hard to maybe find someone with the right time schedule, right, uh, um, personality or whatever to make it work. But we connected fairly quickly and, and started these, uh, renewal accountability calls. Uh, we have a series of 10 questions we go through, um, where we recommit, uh, our willingness, we recommit, um, to use the various tools. We read through the tools. And like you say, it can start to get monotonous, but we try and, uh, approach it each time like it's the first time we've done it. 
And then the one of the serious questions is, have you done anything in the last 24 hours that you're ashamed of? And so, um, again, like you mentioned, have to be uh, rigorously honest. And um, we share what we've been ashamed of, and, and uh, we're speaking on the ears that have probably done the same thing. And so, like in our group shares, um, you know, there's no shame between us, but shame within ourselves as we share um, objectifying women, whatever it might be, and uh, uh, even acting out. Um, and we've been doing this uh, next month. It'll be three years. And uh, I have to say it's one of the uh, more strengthening in terms of recovery uh, activities that, that I've done. We talked in the last meeting about being of service. And, of course, that's that's another. There's, of course, many important things in, to add to recovery. But but I found it's been a real blessing in uh my recovery and we've developed a friendship beside we've often meet for dinner and other things as well so but it gives me a chance each day to renew my commitment to to uh, follow the program and to stay on track and to uh, be honest about uh, all my thoughts and actions and whatever that uh, have transpired in the last 24 hours and so I'm, uh, I've been truly blessed by it and would, I encourage any others that would be willing or wanting to that I, I think it will bless your recovery as well. Um, there's probably more to be said, but I'll leave it at that. Uh, I'm Leon, uh, grateful recovering sexaholic. Thanks for letting me share. J.W., sexaholic. It's so weird to say that. <laughs> it's not what I go by most of the time. Um, yeah, to me, the uh, the daily sobriety renewals are uh, critical for, for me, for my recovery. F- uh, vital, I would say. And the reason I say that is because... Um, in the in the form that uh, format that that uh, that I do renewals with someone else, my re- sobriety renewal partner, one of the questions we ask is, uh, "Tell me about any uh, lust hits, euphoric recall, lust based decisions, and boundary violations you've experienced." And it it amazes me because frequently I'm pretty sure walking into that question that I don't have anything to say, and then all of a sudden it'll be like, "Oh yeah." And see, to me, lust functions a little different from, say, alcohol. To me, lust is like an accumulative, like an accumulative toxin. You take it in. If you don't bring the light to it, it just gets a little stronger. Invite some more lust in, and um, so by having these daily renewals where we really bring the lust as best we can to the light, it really has allowed for me not to have to have an accumulation of lust in my in in me in my being. And honestly, I don't think that would happen. I don't know of another mechanism that is so strong for that is doing that daily renewal with someone that you trust that you can just get this out and you're not going to be judged. It's 
It's for the purpose of detoxifying and getting uh, becoming accountable and clean. And then we go through that also with, uh, uh, let's take a look at everything that disturbed you in the last 24 hours. Any resentments, anger, fear, excitement, whatever. And uh, same thing. Like those things can really build up. Resentment can really build up. Resentment does really build up. And so, and then uh, we take a look at if there's anything that uh, needs to that needs to be made amends for, anything that needs to be set right. And that that one, fortunately, amazingly, is is usually no, but once in a while, it'll be there. It's like, oh yeah, I need to clean that tenth step stuff up. And then uh, we just do a, a, an accountability of what we did in the, for our recovery in the last 24 hours. Prayer, meditation, went to meetings. Works with sponsee, whatever, whatever it is, and then um, what else is it? Gratitude, yeah, gratitude's great. I I can't imagine doing this without gratitude. And then just uh, we take a look. Is there anything coming up in the next twenty four hours? It looks like it would be threatening your sobriety, sanity, or serenity. And oftentimes the answer is just me. <laughs> no situations out there right this minute that I'm aware of. And then uh, just another chance to uh, say, is there anything that we missed? Is there anything that needs to be brought to the light? And then we say a prayer. Usually one of, one of the other of us chooses the prayer to close with. And, uh, and, and I, like, I really liked what the opening share said about, I, I like that idea too of just saying, so what's going on? <laughs> is that, what, that, that how you put it, something like that? Like what's going on with you anyway? Because... Sometimes the formal questions, the addict knows how to dodge them. But those questions, the way they're structured, it's pretty hard to dodge because we're, we're drilling down like, okay, where was lust? Where was anger? Where was resentment? And, uh, I like doing it daily also. I, due to the nature of our, our mutual schedules, it's not the same time every day. It just can't be. But we very seldom miss a day, maybe once or twice a week where it just, it just doesn't work out. And, uh, I think that for my recovery, I'll just restate this, I think that this is, um, for me, it's not an optional thing. It's a, it's a requirement for my sobriety my, and my, my serenity and my sanity. And I'm very grateful that someone actually came up with this years ago. It's like somebody got pretty God-inspired, man. That's all I can say. But then again, surprise, surprise, this is a God-inspired program, so... Thanks for letting me share that. I'm Bruce, sexaholic. Um, so for me, renewals are also something that is critical for me, or it's something that I need to do. Um, because when I was acting out in as a sex addict. Really, everything that I did was lying and hiding and keeping it to myself and keeping it inside of me. And, um, that's what got me in trouble, you know, keeping it into myself and not, you know, telling anyone, but how could I? I, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know any other sexaholics at the time. And so when the idea was introduced to me about doing renewals or daily renewals, um, it was foreign to me, but but the good thing was, you know, I had met some friends in SA and, um, you know, found that 
hey, they're all sharing, you know, their weaknesses and, and leading with, you know, their weaknesses and what's going on. And, um, doing this now as a daily thing, it's, it's one of my gratitudes. You know, as we talk about the gratitudes at the end of it, um, uh, it, it is one of my gratitudes because without it, I go back to keeping things inside. I don't, I don't open up and, and let things out. Um, and I'm just very grateful for, um, whoever did come up with it, uh, you know, great thing. Um, and it's been for me really helpful in my recovery. So thanks for letting me share. I'm Keith, I'm a sexaholic, <clears throat> and I should start right off by saying I have not done this as regularly as I'd like. I've had uh, renewal partners that kind of dropped out and didn't and use that as an excuse not to find another person, but that's in the formal sense. I have guys at least every day that I call that we talk about, just not through a, the, the list that I've done before, but I think especially for me, that a, a big part of it is it's is to me it's part of step five, admitting to God, to myself, and to another human being the exact nature of my wrongs, because I am so unwilling to notice my own wrongs until I admit them to someone else. Um, I'm pretty okay with admitting them to God, but I always think, well, but I'm either going to receive His forgiveness or feel judged. But this, the process of scares the heck out of me to share it with another human being sometimes. I don't want to be thought of as small or, you know, repeating the same problems all the time or all of these things. But I need, to, I need that, uh, I need that insight. And for me, especially that process is so often until I'm asked, uh, you know, what's really been going on with you the last 24 hours? Did you really have anything that stressed you out? Were there, quite often these discussions for me in terms of renewals come about in terms of, wow, I was really lusting and I don't know why. And then we start to talk about, well, what's really going on with you? Because for me, the lust triggers are very often the inward, the inner landscape as the white book talks about. I, I am much more triggered by emotional things that happen to me, setbacks than than the visual anymore. I, that's not to say that I don't still have those triggers, but 99% of the time, those triggers are strong because there's something else going on in my, in my spiritual life that I need to get out. And uh, so, yeah, just that process of asking a fellow in the program, how's your day gone? And then getting that question back and going, well, you know, I thought it was going pretty good, but now that I think about it, I had this happen that really kind of threw me off. And if I'm not careful, that's going to build to resentment and whatever. So, uh, yeah, to me, there's just so much of step five in, in accountability. There's so much of admitting to another human being the exact nature. Boy, I didn't, that was probably one of the things I really didn't want when I came into the program. I'm happy that the God issue was not an issue for me. The admitting my own faults was okay, but admitting it to another person, that was hard. And I would have said, and this is part of my own pride, 
I would have said, I'm perfectly happy to hear from another person. I'll, I'll be open and forgiving. But I was never, in my own pride, I was never willing to admit there, there might be other people out there that were also willing to hear from someone and be open and, and, uh, accepting in the process. You know, I'm the only good guy that's open and accepting after all, right? I mean, that's pride. So finding out that there are other people out there that are, uh, available to talk to about these things, um, that I don't have to do it all on my own. That just feeds into my whole, oh, I'm all, and it's all by myself and I've got such a rotten deal in life and yada yada. And the next thing I know, I'm, you know, way at the bottom of the barrel and, uh, being able to, to share those things with someone else, you know, and have them accept them is a big, big part of me being able to accept where I'm at right now and also want to be somewhere further down the road. So thanks for letting me share. Daniel Sexaholic. I will say um, part of the um, made me think on hearing some of the shares. Um, I might have briefly said this, but um, I, me and my uh, daily sobriety partner, we don't jump into the renewal right away. It is a check-in on uh, what's going on with you in the last uh 24 hours or in some cases 48 hours because we skip a day. Um, and that sometimes is, uh, just as important and it kind of, um, it loosens up and it takes away the monotonous of it sometimes. And we find ourselves, at least me and my partner, we're like, sometimes if we've had a rough day, a lot of our resentments are coming out in that check-in. So we just have to remind each other, no repeating during the resentment part or we'll be there forever. <laughs> uh, next to lust, we're pretty good on resentments too. Um, but that, that, I think that's also, uh, important. And another thing, there's a question in there that talks about, um, willing to surrender your right to lust. We've actually, um, because we kind of felt like it, a checkbox again. And it's like, we're like, we've kind of reworded it to like surrender our right to, um, do damage to my soul and my spirit for the, you know, just to have to act on our lust and, uh, which takes a different form of self-destruction. So willing to surrender that because that's what it's about, at least for us. Um, yeah, that's all I wanted to share. Thanks. Anybody else would like to share? There's double dibs. Well, if there's no more sharing. (laughs) In Sexaholics Anonymous, it is our primary purpose to stay sexually sober and to help others achieve sexual sobriety. 
Our experience teaches us that attending meetings, working the steps and giving and receiving sponsorship are key elements in maintaining our own sobriety. This is an anonymous program, so please keep the name and phone number of anyone you meet or learn about in SA to yourself. And what we say here, let it stay here. And I have asked Daniel to read the promises. Uh, Daniel Sixaholic. Uh, if we are painstaking about the phase of our development, we'll be amazed before we are halfway through. Number one, we're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. Number two, we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. Three, we will comprehend the word serenity. Four, and we will know peace. Five, no matter how far down the scale we've gone, we'll see how our experience can benefit others. Six, that feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. Seven, we will lose interest in selfish things and gain insight into our fellows. Eight, self-seeking will slip away. Nine, our whole attitude and outlook will change. Ten, fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us. Eleven, we will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. Twelve, we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Thank you. So after a moment of silence for the sexaholic who still suffers, please join me in the serenity prayer. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.